Welcome to another episode of Meta Athletes, the Playbook, where we bring our coaches' insights direct to our community. And uh, today we have a really fun one, Coach B, because um, we get to celebrate you. We get to celebrate uh, Quinnipiac. And uh, we also get to chat a little bit about um, some conversations that we've been having both in our community and um, honestly, which is our internal network. And um, it's really, to me, it's such an yeah. interesting conversation around um, around goal setting, around building culture, and um, a lot of things that we talk about in our community, which is really accountability, right? And so, you know, today I'm going to shoot over to you a little bit, Coach B. And uh, but first, in case you haven't heard, which it'd be really surprising if you didn't, if you're in the meta athletes community, uh, Coach B and Quinnipiac men's ice hockey team, you know, won national championship, Frozen Four down in Tampa. And uh, it was just a really exciting time because, you know, the team has, we've been following the team pretty much the whole year. They, they've had like a record season. Um, I think they were consistently top three or top five the whole year, right? They were even ranked yep. number one for, for a period of time. And so, um, man, talk about, you know, defining success and uh, being able to reap the rewards of, of the team, you know, the work that the team put in, the culture that was built, uh, the team bond, everything coming coming together, right? And so, uh, I think it's a perfect opportunity to talk about this uh, this quote that's been circulating in our, our group chats, which uh, I think is a favorite one of your top quotes, which is uh, success leaves clues, right? They leave this this breadcrumb um, that not only could other people look, adopt, and study, but it kind of builds a playbook. It kind of builds this like blueprint of success and what success looks like. And um, obviously at different levels for different players, for different coaches, like success is probably, they probably have different definitions, but to win a national championship, there needs to be something singular. There needs to be like one mission or something that unites the team and pushes them in, in times of adversity. And so I think that um, it, it's a perfect opportunity for you, Coach B, to kind of like give us the behind the scenes look of like, what does that look like, you know, leading into the training camp, you know, yeah. transitioning into the season, transitioning from a, a successful season into a, a playoff and a, a playoff push. Like, um, you know, I think a lot of fans, maybe they – it kind of meshes in as like one season, but in reality, like it's kind of like you break it down. You got to get through a couple of things together and whether it's uh, you know, you get really streaky and you're, you're on this win, but you have to continue to find almost like fight adversity to keep challenging the team. Or you might be going through a, a loss streak and you need to, you need to redirect and refocus people on what the mission is. Is everybody being held accountable to, to their job and, and doing it at the highest level they can. And so um, coach B let's, let's kind of like break this down a little yeah. bit. And um, what I'm also interested in, um, you know, it was public knowledge that our buddy Devon, who, um, you know, has seen success at the highest levels of, of pro sports to leave some of those breadcrumbs and leave some of those clues to the team right before heading into the weekend. And I think that that's, it's such an amazing story, but it's also what it meant to the players and the teams is, is probably substantial. And so I would love to hear, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people would love to hear just some of the background. So, um, is that, that's a quote that you use a lot, right? In the locker room and, and in yeah. your coaching style. We say it. Yeah. We say it in the, in the weight room during sessions all the time is, is success leaves clues. And the way I've referenced that quote is from Tony Robbins, but the way I've referenced it in the past with our athletes and our players is that, um, if you look at any successful person in any walk of life, whether it be a businessman, whether it be an athlete, whether it be a teacher, whether it be a doctor, whether it be. Uh, an entrepreneur, you'll start to realize that there's a lot of similarities rather than differences. And there's going to be some minor differences based on the 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 level and based on the field that they're going to be working in. But there's going to be a lot more similar things that happen. And some of the biggest things, I think they go right into um, kind of like what our non-negotiables non are within within our weight room and our culture 
Um, and the first thing is you said it a couple times is accountability, like the ability to take responsibility for everything that you say and everything that you do as an individual. But like when you're trying to accomplish something together as a team, um, that responsibility to your group and to your teammates, I think is, is probably one of the most important things that you can ever have if you, if you desire to be successful. So the opposite of being accountable is just, it's, I don't even know the word, but rather it's, it's a person that makes excuses. It's the person that plays the blame game. It's the person that complains. Like we want to make it known to, to our group of athletes is it's like, that's not going to help us win. Like that's not going to help us be successful. That's not going to help us accomplish the goals that you want, you desire individually or collectively as a group. So accountability is first and foremost, that, that, that's, that's has to be number one. If you desire any level of success, you have to be willing to hold yourself accountable. And sometimes an individual may not have the discipline to be able to do that but on their own. And that's where the strength of a team really comes into play. And having teammates and having people around you, your support network, um, to help you, to help hold you to that standard and help hold you accountable. Um, that's, that, that's huge for us, but that's huge from day one. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned, we accomplished that goal this season. We accomplished winning a national championship, which is unbelievable. Like I can still think about it, but you know, our head coach has been here for 29 years. I've been here for 15 years. And this was when I got here 15 years ago, this was one of the goals that I had. And one of the goals that, you know, we set forth is we want to be the best. And I can still remember, I told the story the night that we won, um, because I remember on my first day, we had a couple um, alums come back and they were training and uh, they were getting ready for pro hockey camp. And and they were the first athletes in the, in the gym when I was when I got the full-time job. And I said to him, I said, um, after I introduced myself and they introduced themselves, I said, take your hats off and spit your gum out. And they, they were like, they were like, who the hell is this guy? And I said, listen, uh, it's nothing against you. I said, we have to form a, formulate a culture for what we're going to be. Um, we don't need to wear hats inside. We're going to be professional at all times. We're not going to chew gum. Like we, we're going to look the same. We're going to wear the same gear. And my first year, like there was a lot of guys, especially the seniors, like they, um, they didn't like it. You know what I mean? Because now they're being held to a certain standard and they didn't like that they had to do that. They were held accountable or they had to do some sort of penalty for punishment for showing up late. Um, because that's what they were able to do before. But I said, like, that's not going to help us win. Like, we got to be on time. We got to be accountable to a coach. We got to be accountable to each other. The expectations are the same. Um, but I remember going back through those stories and, and, and reminiscing and just kind of almost like taking pride in the fact that we had enough people along the way buy into that standard that was being created. You know, and when we talk about non-negotiables, the first thing is accountability, but the second thing is respect, um, respecting those around you, respecting yourself, respecting the word, the words you say, respecting your mind, respecting your body, um, treating it really well. Um, that goes a long way for, for me and for, for us. But then the last thing is, is working hard, work ethic. We want to have a strong work ethic. So everything that we do comes back to that, those non-negotiables of accountability, respect, and work ethic. And I'm just proud that we had enough people along the way buy into that to help create a culture and create a foundation for which we we can be successful, right? And um, and embracing that process. And over the times too, like another big thing is is um, we created an identity of how we're going to play. You know, and this is our, this is our coaching staff, but um, they basically said some things that 
you know, they identify these, this is how we're going to play. And this is, everybody's going to make it, everybody's going to know it and everybody's going to understand it. And it's, um, it's being relentless. Um, it's having pace, doing everything with pace, um, being, um, attention, attentive to details and going North. Like, so that's kind of our, our playing identity, right? Relentless pace, North and details. And you can extrapolate that in, in lots of different ways. And, and we, 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 we apply it to training as well too. Like, so we're going to be relentless. We will never make an excuse. We're not going to complain anything. We're going to be, we're always going to go North. And the way I, I use that in the weight room is we're going to be positive. We're not going to bring negative energy into anything that we do. We're going to be positive. We're going to take, keep taking steps forward instead of being reminiscing on things that may not have happened or, or, or staying in the past. Um, we're going to be attentive to details, right? Cause they're, cause details build champions. And then, um, we shoot, what's the other one? Let's pay you And pace, like we're going to work at extremely high pace. So we train that same way. If we want to play at a high pace, we got to train at a high pace. So, uh, that's our foundation, right? And that's been formulated over, over years. And I keep telling the group that just won, I said, you know, um, you wouldn't be in the position to, to win a natty without the people that stood before you. So the people before you are the ones that created the foundation and built the program to where it is for you to be able to succeed at the highest level. So, um, you know, we're not a Wisconsin and we're not a BU or a Minnesota or Boston College with the, the, these schools that have massive years of tradition, right? Like not, not, not yet. Not, no, not yet. Not yet. And so for me and for us I, in the whole school, it's, it's been so rewarding because we literally saw this brick by brick. You know, it's really no different than what what's happening in meta athletes, right? Like it's literally showing up every single day, like brick by brick and and building trust within the community and building trust within every single individual to get them to realize that they can become better and they can do these same things. Their their measurement of success might be different. Maybe their measurement of right. success is is is, you know, sleeping seven, eight hours a night consistently. Maybe it's learning how to posit have a positive attitude. Maybe it's mustering up the courage to apply for a job that they didn't think that they could get. Maybe it's well, losing yeah. weight, you know? Let me let me hop in for a quick second because there's a couple of things before we transition because I, I think I know where the transition is going. Um, a couple of things that you mentioned first, I, I did a quick Google search while you when you when you first started and um, essentially, you know what, the opposite of accountability is being irresponsible. And I think that's actually a really good one because um, accountability, just like how you and I talk about leadership, it it must start from within first, right? Like you must be able to lead yourself. Mm -hmm before you're, you're successful in leading others. I kind of feel the same way about accountability. Like you have to hold yourself accountable before you're in a position to hold, hold other people accountable. So I think irresponsible is actually a great, you know, it, it's not intuitive. Like I can, I'm the same with you. I'm like, what is the opposite of accountability? But it makes sense, right? Like being irresponsible, not caring, not showing up. And so I think um, a few things that you mentioned that are really interesting. Um, the first one and like those little things, those tiny like attention to detail, I think is a great example when it comes to uh, taking off your hat, not chewing gum. Um, you know, when I was coaching youth hockey, one of my, one of the things I was always a stickler on, there's like a handful of things that parents thought were really weird. But one of the first <laughs> things that me and my dad were always sticklers on, and I actually, I didn't get this until like, I really had to study and learn from my dad to understand the, the, the depth of like team bond and accountability and respect to either an organization, to ourselves, to the game. Um, we, 
it was so simple too. Like hockey players get really nice tracksuits, like Bauer, CCM, Warrior. Yeah. You know, back in the day, Easton, we had always had nice tracksuits, and that was our one rule: is like you have to show up to the game in your tracksuit. When you get here, mm-hmm. you can change yep. into something good. You can change into a Potomac Patriot T-shirt. You can change into uh, a QU, you know, warm-up short. But like you show up to the the rink, or you show up. Um, you know, it's not quite the level where we have people showing up in suits or dressing up. And we wanted to make it so, so simple. Plus, every single person had it. Like, you, when you first sign up for the team, like, you get your jersey, you get your warm-ups. Like, everybody has it. So it's a standard that we set. And I had to learn this over time. It wasn't because we loved the suits and we wanted to see people show up in these warm-up suits. It was, it was almost like, um, as funny as it sounds, it's almost like a surrender to the team. It's almost like a... I am not bigger than the team. I'm not going to do what I want to do. It's This is the team standard. And by showing up in a team suit, it shows the coaches, your teammates, hey, I'm going to do what's asked of me from exactly. the team. Right? And so it, it's, you know, and there's so much flack, like, especially over the last, like, five years of, like, oh, it takes away the individuality of, like, all these athletes. It takes away yeah. their passion, their style. They're like, it's, it's like, I understand where you're coming from, but if you can't, if you can't commit to dressing and just looking like a team, to me, it's that's a red flag. Like that's a huge issue because it's so simple, right? So simple. And I, my, my, my dad used to like tear players apart, and <laughs> parents would be upset. We would get emails and be like, "It was in the washer," or uh, they left it at a friend's house. And uh, my dad would tear people apart. The first couple of years, I'm like, "Hey, dad, like it's you know, just a, it's just a jacket, you know, like it's just a warm-up pant." Over the, over the course of the years, I started to get upset with them because. It just told us, like it was just straight up telling the coaches and the team that, hey, I don't care if this I don't care. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear my khaki and you know, I'm gonna wear my, you know, whatever they want to wear. And so I started to learn this firsthand of like it was an I don't care attitude. And for the parents, it was, it was so simple. It's like, you know, just to be focused enough to like have it ready for a weekend. It seems, mm-hmm. you know, for parents, it's like, oh, it was in the wash or hey, yeah, we lost this. And, you know, over the course of a couple of years, we're like, it's just the easiest standard. to. And so if we can't dress as a team, like, how are we going to work as hard as a team on practice? How are we going to, you know, go to the weight room and train as hard as a team? If, if we can't even do like the simple thing. So I love that analogy and something that I've learned. And um, there's there's another big one that you mentioned um, in terms of like those those programs, like Wisconsin, BU, like all the big ones, Michigan. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about this theme of success leaves clues and how, you know, it's, it's predest, you know, it's, it's something that, um, precedes the team, but it also helps the future generations. I mean, talk, maybe you can help us understand like what happened to just, let's just talk about like men's ice hockey or the program and, and, you know, like things that came in, like good news that came in for the team, like almost like a week after winning the championship, like, you know, there are people that are now interested in coming to QU. I'm sure people yeah, are messaging, yeah. you know, the coach, you know, Hey, Hey, we're interested in transferring and, and looking to be a part of it. So like success leaves clues, but also like you mentioned, sets it up for success in the future because we're drawing attention. We have this yeah. momentum. We have this, um, like the championship is such a good award, but it's also, it's almost like, um, the championship itself was like the answer for other people to be like, I trust them at a very yeah. high level because they can, they know how to develop. They know how to, uh, maintain a, a strong level of success and culture over the course of the whole year. Um, so the it's validating. Show, it's it validates. Show, yeah. But at the same time, there's so much more behind it. And yeah, validation is such a great way to put it. 
um, you know, I think that there's going to be updates to the training facilities. There's going to, you know, donors are now interested yeah. in coming in and being a, a more supportive asset to the to the growth of the university. There's people that want to transfer to QU that maybe are already at a, you know, a prestigious D1 program. Like mm. to me, that's like a, it's like a perfect example of like, you look at what happened, you, you kept that same culture accountability, and now you're going to be able to pass it on to the next gen. And I think that it's really cool for you being a coach because you get to see multiple teams come in. And for you, it's a challenge because you know exactly what to do, but the challenge is to get everybody to buy in, right? So mm-hmm. what does it look like for you now? Like, what, what's top of mind for you as I think that the core group of the team comes back to the, you know, to the program, but you know, there's going to be a few new people. There's going to be new recruits or transfers. Yeah. Um, so what's top of mind for you as you look to transition to the, to the next season? Yeah, that's a great question, and uh, this is one, obviously, I've never won a national championship before, and then having to understand how to uh, replicate the same experience, and I think the biggest things that come to mind are understanding that, you know, when we start training in a week here, um, it's a completely new team. The team that we have coming back has not won a national championship, and that's, I think, one of my most favorite parts about, like, you know, working with teams is that every season it's a completely different team every season right like some players may have different roles some players may not be now maybe wearing a letter that they never wore before they might be in a leadership position that they weren't in before um people might be moving up in in terms of where they're playing or how much playing time they're going to get so it's a completely new team and with a new team it's going to have a new flavor it's going to have a new um identity um, because people are going to be in different positions. But I think what it comes really down to is keeping the group grounded after doing something that's, you know, that, that has never been done before at our institution. Um, and so it's been, it's, it's, I, I'm looking forward to the challenge of keeping everyone grounded, um, and keeping everybody task oriented because I've said this before is, is the bullseye's massive now right like everybody wants to knock you off your pedestal everybody wants to you know be in the same shoes and same position that you're in um so how can you or how can we as a group you know try to put ourselves in the best position to achieve this again because to win a championship at any level you kind of need the perfect storm right like it's especially in a single game elimination tournament like it's it's challenging to be able to try to 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 try to win a championship it's not like pro sports where, you know, you're playing a best of seven series. Oftentimes the best team will win in seven games. Um, in a one game playoff, like it's, it, it's bounces here, bounces there, calls here, calls there. Um, so it's, um, it's the challenge for us is how do we keep everybody humble? How do, how do we keep everybody focused on the task at hand? How do we quiet the external noise, right? Because there's so much external noise around you. Everybody's going to tell you you're this and you're that and you're you're good and you're great and they're going to want your attention. But um, for us, it comes down to the day. Like uh, outside of the door, um, going in the locker room, it says attack the day, right? And that's one of the simple things and how we keep our athletes to stay present, present focused with what we do, right? And not get distracted by things that may happen in the future, signing a contract, um, making money, all those types of things, or what happened in the past, which is which is winning a national championship, um, we got to stay present focused with everything that we do. And so um, I'm looking forward to the challenge of making sure that our guys uh, can attack every single day, attack every single training session, maximize the details and every single movement that we do 
because that's that's the recipe, right? That's the playbook. We always talk about a playbook. Like the playbook is showing up. The playing the playbook is being the best version of yourself each and every single day. The 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 playbook is accumulating small wins and stacking those wins. Like doing something you've never done before, recognize the effort. Like individually and collectively as a group. Like though that's how we that's how we get better. And I think that's our group I think understands that. And I think our leadership group will do a really good job of that. But I look forward to that challenge of of making sure that we can stay present, focused on everything everything we do, have a get better attitude, um, have a get better mentality, attack every single thing that we do. And the good things are going to start to happen, right? We're not like the 2024 uh, Frozen Four is, is, is in Minneapolis. And that's not today. It's April 8th and 10th. I think I looked at, at, at the dates. And so today, if it's April 20th, 2023, Let's be the best versions of ourselves today. And so I think that's the biggest challenge for us is staying present focused and present minded with every single thing that we do. Um, well, and we'll see how it goes. Hopefully in a year we can have the same conversation <laughs> and we'll look back at what it is. But I look forward to the challenge because it is, it's a challenge. It is a challenge to, to not stay fat and happy. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. And I think that, um, you know, what really stands out to me is, and this is why I love that you went on that tangent is because uh, people need to realize that it's not like, it's not like just like one thing or two things, like overarching concepts. I mean, it kind of is, but there's going to be times where there's going to be a, a new player on the team um, that hasn't won a national championship. And there's going to be people on the team that have won it, you know, this past yeah. year. And there's going to be something that happens and there's going to be opportunities where um, somebody's going to like push somebody along be like, no, this is the reason why, like doing, doing sp- maybe like sprints at a certain time and like maybe you know training at such a high level where other people are like man this is this feels like overtraining this feels like yeah. maybe we're doing a little bit too much and then somebody from this year students can be like i no. don't know this is kind of what helped us in the over you know like this could be that moment where somebody it's so like a it's a day-to-day tinge of like a very very like minute thing that somebody's gonna be like no like this adding up is the reason why and so yep. that's what's so cool to me is like you're talking about you know, how, how do we do this again? We go right back into the day to day. It's not like, uh, you know, it's not like, a, Oh, it was actually this, this overarching training program. Yeah. It was like this style of play, like all that stuff adds up, but ultimately, like you mentioned, it's like fresh slate and we either, we either grind on the day to day again to get back to that point, or, um, it, it's, you know, it's not going to be in the cards. And so that's what I love about your, your perspective on it is it, it goes right back into the day to day. And, um, it's so, to me, it's so significant. And, um, you know, hearing, I've talked about this with so many people, but like nobody ever taught, and just to pump your tires a little bit, nobody ever talks about at that stage, you know, like the strength ignition coach, the culture, the, you know, those things applying to the success of a team over the course of a season. And then of course the ultimate championship, but even past that moment of like the recognition, to me, what makes you so significant is the level that the the one percent of the world, like the highest level of athlete, are are you know attributing the same things, right? So national championship that you worked with, you know the whole you know you worked with a couple of these guys for a few years now, and um, you got to kind of see this evolution of of them you know stepping into leadership or stepping up for mm. you know pivotal moments of of you know being a performer for the team. But what interests me the most is like the the professional athletes that you've coached previously that still that still want to tap in that's still a tribute and um and in my opinion it's not about the training 
you know like mm-hmm. to me it's more of like life mentorship it's more yeah. like there's like these there's parts of life where these things apply whether it's like stressful factors whether it's my actual you know maybe it is in the training room in the weight room um maybe it's having conversations maybe it's being a, a parent and being a father or being a you know a um a mentor for other people I, I think that's what fascinates me most and that's where the culture comes into play and um i can i can literally imagine <laughs> i can literally imagine like people walking to your gym and like people that know you like if they're so friendly you come up and shake their hand and give them a hug other people that i could totally just see you being like a badass to them just like help them like quickly get to that point where it's like uh we need to you need to be able to switch over you need to be able to and like that's so important because like in even in coaching like there's times where maybe i was like way too friendly and like mm-hmm. um you know like to the point where maybe it kind of blurs the line of like you know respect and and a lot of other things but i always told players i was like you know when you leave the rink you know like you can you can goof around you can be yeah. a normal self you can do whatever you but like when you get to the rink like that's when you should know to turn it on and focus i can literally imagine people walking to their gym and if they're not ready for it you know it's the oh, quickest yeah. way to get them ready right and i think yeah. um sometimes maybe it comes off a, a little bit um you know crude or it comes off a little bit like why does this matter <laughs> yeah but at the end of the season i think there's zero doubt i think there's no yeah. you know like that, that to me that's what's so that's what's it really is the most you know interesting factors like you have this vision and um you know although you want people to have this you know you want to have their own playing style you want them to be creative you want them to express themselves how they should be you know how they want to express themselves but when you're on a team it differs a little bit yeah you know, like you have to not that you have to fit a mold but you have to be able to uh be willing to commit to mm-hmm. what's best for the team and so um this is such a good conversation and I'm so glad that, you know, we put it together. Um, anything else coach me? Like when you think about the success leaves clues quote, like, is there anything else that comes out for you? Like in, in terms of, um, you know, maybe part of it too is also defining success as a team or, um, you know, I, I think it's just such a powerful quote. I didn't know it was a ton uh, Tony Robbins. So that's really cool. But, yeah. um, I just think that it's, it's so significant because, you know, for, for next gen to have the the blueprint and it's not even you know like devon taves like talking to the team before going to the weekend yeah, i think yes. it's an incredible moment right like he's not there at the organization it's not he's playing on a team but there might be one little snippet that sticks with somebody and that's what comes up for them in hard times or times of adversity and maybe even gets brought up in the locker room in between periods. like there's things like that that um it's the story is incredible and uh, it's one that stood out for me. I'm sure it meant a ton for both sides. It probably meant yeah. a ton for Devon to see the the organization win, to see you win. And then, of course, on the flip side, you know, the, the athletes over there, maybe they contribute a, some of their success and some of the, uh, at least some mindset and, um, you know, willingness to commit. It, it, I don't I don't know if you're even there for the conversation. I'm sure you heard a little bit. Is there anything that stood out to you from, like, what he brought to yeah. that, that conversation? Yeah, so... I do remember it and um, it, the way it shook down is, you know, we were the favorite to win our conference tournament and ended up losing in double overtime in the semifinal game. And um, <laughs> I think Devon texted me, he said, what happened? <laughs> so, uh, so I kind of shared, you know, what happened and we probably the one of the worst games we had played that year. And um, uh, ironically, our captain had reached out to Devon and is like, hey, can our leadership group talk to you? And Devon shared that with me too. And 
Um, I kind of gave some opinions on what I thought was happening with the group and maybe a little bit, a little bit of complacency, a little bit of, um, I, our leadership group was fantastic. Like they are unbelievable human beings and I know they wanted to, to win so bad for everybody, like the alums and, and the community and the school, because they literally, they absolutely love this place. And sometimes I've found, and I felt that like they get so distracted by doing everything for everybody else rather than just doing it for each other. And essentially that was the message that Devon delivered to him is, um, you're either going to go down in a, in a flame, or you're going to go down as a legacy is basically what the words that he said. He says, whatever you decide to do, just do it for each other. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the epitome of team, but that's the epitome. Like I'm getting a little emotional. Just think about it. Like that's the epitome of, of, um, of being on a team and when, what, you know, our culture is, is it's literally doing everything for each other. And and you, you talked about it, like where some people might, might think it takes away from the individuality. Like it's not about being an individual. It's about sacrificing yourself to the betterment of the group and the betterment of the team. It, you know, if you're, if you're worried about yourself, then go play golf, right? Cause you're not on a team, right? But as soon as you decide that you're going to show, you're, you're going to be part of a team-based sport, you have to give up something that you internally want yourself right? Because it requires a little bit of selfless, actually a lot of bit of selflessness as soon as you step onto a team. Like one of the things, like if you came to watch and you're, you're going to at some point come watch us train, like we do everything together. We count together. We, we, and it's, it sounds like somewhat militant. Like we all look the same. Like the, when we line up for the national anthem, we're in number order. When, when our guys go out on the ice, they're in number order. And I look at what other teams do and you know, sometimes they're, they're all over the place and their numbers are all over, all off. And maybe that doesn't make a difference, but it's it's that level of detail with every single thing that we do. You know, we, we sometimes we'll train and we don't listen to music and, and so and we have to do things to a certain tempo. Our guys all count together, you know, and, and some people are going to think that's, um, you know, like kind of corny. I don't. And, and, and our guys don't either. And they might initially, especially like you said, like transfers and new guys, they might think that's kind of corny. They get over that real quick. And, you know, we want, we want energy. We want communication. We want talking. We want, uh, we want challenging. You know, all those things happen. We have trash talk Thursday. We want, we want, we want them to understand how to get the best out of each other. And that requires you to talk. Yeah. So like if you're in the middle of a set or you just finish a set and you're breathing heavy, me, yeah, I want you to talk to your teammate because that's what you have to do when you play. Like you have to talk regardless of regardless of what you feel like. You have to be able to give energy to somebody else, and those are things that that are important to us. Right? Those are those are things that we we say all the time. We say it every single day. But it got to the point where the players say it to each other, and when they do that, now you know that they're bought in, and nice. now you have a player led team versus a coach led team. So for so long we were coach-led teams and probably over the last like 10 years we started to become player-led teams because those players are the ones that bought in and when the players buy in your ceiling is going to be limitless you know i I love that dude there's yeah two good things that you brought up to me and um i would love to coach with you because we're (laughs) like we're this or you are so so (laughs) we, we are for sure but you know the two things that you brought up, I mean, the, the the one that you just mentioned is so so important because 
um, that was the goal for us. Like as a coaching staff at the youth level, you know, U13, U14, U12 is how can we establish this culture and have it so ingrained in team captains that we don't have to be there for warmups. You know, we don't have to, we don't have to be the ones being vocal on the benches in the locker room if we're not there. Like, to me, that was like the ultimate goal, like for the whole season is like, how can we, how can we share it with two to three people that like really bought in yeah. and have them hold the team account, hold themselves and the team accountable without a coach being there. Like that's when I know we succeeded as a team. Like if to me, like that was the ultimate goal of like, you know, it, it's important for the three captains, but to me, it was more important for the whole team to realize that, you know, the ownership, the ownership of it all mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. Uh, like parents would always come in and be like, dude, you never yell at the kids. You never scream. Like I've had these other coaches where they're like a football coach coming in the locker room. Like, first of all, like I'm never like, I'll never be that guy. Like that's just not my personality. But two, it's like, why do I need to scream at your kid to get them to, to folk? Like, you know, why do we have to get to that level? Like there's other ways that we can do this. And part of me was just like, if they just feel the ownership that I, I have nothing. I really have nothing to do with the game. The, the parents have nothing. <laughs> yeah. to like, it's exactly. literally just them on the ice. Like they, and the sooner that they can feel ownership of outcomes based off of their level of output, attitude, all the things that you talk about, like that's that's the ultimate goal for me. And so it's awesome to hear, like even at the highest levels, D1, pro, like it's still the same conversation, right? Like it is. The, the players need the accountability and they need the ownership and the coaches are there to guide and to um, to maybe refocus. But ultimately, I mean, the, the players are the direct outcomes, right? Like there's little things that coaches can do to make outcomes, but um, the other thing too is if you never played ice hockey or you never played a sport that requires you to put your body on the line, you don't really know. Like when you were talking about like when Devon's saying like do it for each other, mm-hmm. like if you're a defenseman and or if you've never played ice hockey, you've never taken a, a puck off your skate or you've never seen you know, like there's such like little things in hockey where it's like you would never in your right mind do this for yourself. <laughs> but but if it can if it can you know keep your goalie fresh if it can stop a unlucky bounce if it can stop something you know that could deter to you guys losing and you're willing to do that like dude i have i've countless times know the puck's going you know it's not going to hit me but it's going a little bit wide and i'll stick my foot out to block it and dude i'll be out for two days you just don't do those things unless you're willing to like unless you're literally willing to do what it takes for the team and um putting yourself in a vulnerable situation to get hit to like chip a puck out or to get a shot on that like those things don't really happen to do it for yourself would be there's some people that might, but in most cases you're, you're, you're doing these things for the team. And um, I think the most interesting thing is holding yourself accountable for the team to like, just try hard. Like I think effort is probably the number one thing that, you know, gets people at least when we're coaching, me and my father are coaching, like effort is the number one thing that can kind of like set us off because Mm -hmm. you just, it's truly like you not caring enough about the team because you know, there's three lines that go out there and give all the, you know, everything they got. And then you go out there and you don't, it's literally saying like, you don't, (laughs) you're not shipping in to do what needs to be done. Right. Um, so I think those are two great points that, uh, you have to be able to have this mindset of doing it for each other and you're not doing it for your parents. You're not doing it for the coach. You know, it could be like a, it could be a part of it. You know, there's probably a psychological part of that, but 
um, it, it truly has to be for the team. And um, man, there's so many good examples in the sport, especially in ice hockey, where you know you don't want to like sacrifice. You you don't want to like feel like it's a surrender and sacrifice of your body or you know chances. But it, it just it's just the way that the sport works. You know, like you just have to be vulnerable. You have to put yourself out there. And um, it's one of those sports where like effort like trumps all. Like if you yeah. don't you guys are going to play like there's, <laughs> you know, like in soccer, I think you can like 50%, you can kind of be laid back play. And then you can really turn on the jets. Like in some cases, like, um, but like there's a couple sports. There's just like ice hockey and basketball too, where it's just like, it's really tough. Even basketball, you could probably get away with just being a really skilled player, but yeah. in hockey, like if you're not skating, if you're not, if you don't, have, if you don't have the effort, like the way that the sport from like a technical standpoint, you just cannot be competitive. And um, it, it's one of the easiest sports to see somebody either give it their all or not care at all. Um, but Coach V, this was a very, very insightful conversation for me. Like, I love hearing some of the behind the, the scene factors. And I, I love hearing about, like, what it's going to take, you know, moving forward with a new team, a new fresh races. Um, any last remarks, anything else that you feel like you, you want to touch on before we hop off? No, I mean, it's I, mean, I, I feel like we could probably talk ad nauseum about this conversation about what it takes to be successful and how to build a team and and the the special nature of group dynamics and um it it's there's so many ways so many different instances that you can extrapolate to um everyday life and everyday living um because i've said this before is it's we're all part of a team right it doesn't matter if you're part of a competitive sports team um we're all parts of teams in some sense like your family is a team your spouse is part of your team. Your uh, if you're at a work, uh, you're probably in some, and you work for somebody else. You're probably in some sort of team, even if you're an entrepreneur and you're the boss. Like, and you have people underneath you. Like, there, you're probably on some sort of team. So there's so many, uh, like little lessons and little nuggets that you can pull that will really, uh, that can apply to your everyday life if you allow it to, and if you look at things from a different perspective. To be able to understand how can you know how does success leave clues like how can I win at what I do right now how can I how can I become the best teammate that I can be right now and um, you know I I think we could keep talking about this forever but yeah this was a um, this was a really good talk I love it yeah even even the way that you said that um, made me realize that like I'm an entrepreneur right I have an agency and we I've been working for a few years and um, I, I think of it so much as a team that I don't even think of it as people working underneath me yeah. I, I literally view it as like no like I do my part. They do their part. We're a team. Like, there's no hierarchy. It's literally like, you know, it's almost like, I mean, Gary Vee talks about this all the time. You almost work for them. And, um, I, I, you know, that's a little bit extreme in my opinion, but the team dynamic, I definitely apply in, in family life and, and, and something that I'm a huge component of. And I don't know if, the, I don't know if they like anybody's famous for ever saying this, but I truly believe like life is a team sport. And it is. That, that's something I've been saying for like a while. It's like life is a team sport where you get to choose your teammates. And, um, I, I truly believe that. And, you know, it's, why would you try to play ice hockey as a one person team? Why would you try to play soccer as a one person team? Like trying to find people that are going to help you and that, you know, we can support each other for this, this overall goal and mission. Um, and a lot of it is just enjoying the game, right? Like even the pros, like even the NHL, like national leaders will tell you, like once they stop enjoying the game, like it becomes really tough. Yeah. And I feel the same way about life. It's like, once you yeah. enjoy the journey, like things get really tough. And so, 
uh, there's so many good like correlations to, to life and, and sports and being on a team. But um, great conversation, B. Uh, appreciate your insights, and uh, we'll catch everybody next week. See ya.